0: This is the bar steward's enquiry. Right. You're
1: talking absolute rubbish. Absolute rubbish. In, in what way? You were an underachiever in life. You, I you your bacon one time. You were gone. You not done well. I couldn't save you. I, I suppose, But you said the right thing. But that's why
0: you don't know anything about racing, John. I, I didn't say I do. Right. I'm saying. What? what if you contribute to racing? You're one of these take-out merchants. Take out all you can and a huge warm welcome to the bastards inquiry weekend podcast where this weekend we bring out our crack betting team um the, the best ones on offer today joining me this evening is John Lang of John Joe's blogspot good evening john yippee yay <laughs> excitement personified there from john and, and certainly two very very good form judges joining us tonight uh, a big, warm, warm welcome back to Quentin Franks, who's been absent for a while from the show. Disgraceful from him, really. But he's back. The naps came. Quentin is back. Good evening, Quentin. Good evening, Lee. Good evening. And um, last, but certainly not least, is a uh, racehorse trainer and professional punter, Neville Ender. Good evening, Nev. Good evening, Lee. Good evening. Good. Right. So hopefully we can sort these uh, weekend uh, cards out for folks um, who are listening in. And um, we we will start off with our, as always, with our best bets of the uh, the weekend or Saturday, so to speak, sir. So, uh, Neville, I'm going to come to you first of all for your third best bet of the weekend.
1: Okay, uh, I'm going to go f- uh, to Fairy House for the the third best uh, my horse. That's uh, sorry, 3:08 race, which is the yes. third race on the card. A uh, horse that's having his first run. In a handicap, having had just one star under rules where he won a, a novices hurdle, Carrig Sam of Arthur Moores. He's been put in this handicap off 126, which probably is about fair. I wouldn't say he's thrown in, but he slugged it out at Fairy House when he won. I think the the softer ground will, will help. And he jumped really well, apart from the second last where he he blundered and almost threw his chance away. Uh, His forming point to points prior to his one run under rules uh, bears close inspection. He fell when a length behind Jinto at the final fence at a point to point track called Tattersall's Farm on his first start. And then he won his next start. So it's quite possible he could be unbeaten. Uh, had he stood up on his on his debut as i said he, he's not chucked in off 126 but he's the only horse in the race that you can guarantee has got scope for improvement everything else has shown the hand on more than one occasion apart from maybe gordon elliott's right at the bottom of the handicap ard hill who improved for for two things for uh, plenty of money and <laughs> blinkers at cheltenham uh, but the handicapper's had his say, and I think he's been put up something like £13. It's very difficult to know exactly now because the ratings are different in England and Ireland, but it's generally about £6 more in England. So he's rated 111 in Ireland, so 117 over here, and he went off 104 He's probably gone up very nearly a stone, which which can stop horses, but um, I think he'll be a false price. I think he'll make the market for everything else. And I'm going to go for Carrick Sam as my third best, 308 at Ferry House.
0: Great choice. So, Carrig Sam, um, for Neville uh, to back up uh, that last win uh, is available at six to one and a point on the nose for you, Neville at sixes? Absolutely, yeah. Okie okay, dokie. Okay. That's Nev's third best bet. Thank you. Over to Quentin
2: for your third best bet, sir. Uh, my third best bet actually comes to winter derby. Um, I'd like one at a price, but I'm scared of Adam Norman calling me uh, an each <laughs> way. <laughs> <laughs> So I'm going to I'm gonna look in the to-be-placed market, to be honest. I, I don't particularly like the wind bet on side of um, King of the South. I, I like him to be placed at a uh, well-known price of 15 to 4 floating around with Betfred and 7 or 2 with William Mills. Um, the, the, the case is, there's question marks to be made about a few ahead of him in the market. You've got Forrester Dean, uh, who won the race last year, returning from a break. Lord North is obviously the class act of the field but the one that I think's taken a fair chunk out of the market is uh, Haggis' Alan Keir. Uh, I highly doubt that at the end of last season, Haggis thought, you know what, we'll get him tuned up, cherry right for the winter derby. And yeah. I don't think 10 furlongs on a, in, a, in a race with lack of, lack of pace really is going to suit him at all. Um, King of the South, he probably needs further, but with Forrester Dean, that was Arakan likely to go on. Um, I, I think it should be run at an even tempo. Uh, he finished just behind, a couple of lengths behind Fancy Man, but uh, was was spotting him two lengths going into the straight. Uh, I, I like the place part of the bet, um, but seven or two for the place um, that that looks more than fair to me. Um, I can see him shortening up in that market, and uh, the Haggis horse taking a fair walk in the market to be honest tomorrow.
0: Yeah, I think you've you've done that very well. The the Haggis Horse does look the weak link, obviously a, a soft ground horse on the turf, and obviously heavily German bred, and heading to Lingfield, which is the fastest of the all weather tracks. So I like your angle there. And King of the South is available at seven to two or fifteen to four. That's with William Hill and Betfred. Quentin believes that that will shorten um, in the three pl- three place market angle for that. Um, so thank you, Quentin, for that for your third best and nice nice little angle bet there for punters. Uh, For for the winter derby Uh, John, coming to your third best bet
3: Well before I give you my third best bet I'm going to give you one for your trackers Okay Um, And that's in the 420 at Lingfield That's called My Lovely And I I was very tempted to put this up actually as My third best bet It it could be a 10 furlong handicap project But actually I I like the way this one kept on up the straight on Debbie Quite a likable looker, really, if a tad on the weak side. Um, The first half of the debut was totally educational. So when I got into the street, the horse responded, showed a bit of determination once the penny dropped up the street. As I said, today might not be the day, but it's a fairly ordinary Now, If there's interest in the market, I won't let this run loose tomorrow. Uh, But it is one I've got in my tracker I'm going to keep an eye on it. That's my lovely Sylve. Good Sylve. The third best bet is late, Allen in the two forty at Lingfield. It's really straightforward. It's been knocking on the door. It's not a strong race. Good jockey. Good jockey up, keep it simple. One point win.
0: Yeah, half eat Alain, Ed Walker, Richard Kingscourt in the saddle. And uh, I believe five to two is available. So one point on the nose, John at five yeah, to two. Yep, excellent stuff. Okay, uh, mine goes in the uh, uh, Coral Chase at Kempton in the 337. Um, it's it's a, it's probably a bit unoriginal, to be honest, but uh, there's several reasons why I like it, because I still think it's quite unexposed at the three miles and some um, that won at Ascot last time. He, 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 I think 11-2 is quite fair, because... Um, there's certain horse that's been betting the races. He Googly will want softer ground. That's 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 attracting some money. Captain Nord. I mentioned last time when he ran. I'm not sure as he's as in love with the game as he once was. And I did feel that Ansem did it nicely at Ascot. And if you looked on the running, he's stretching away towards the line. He's unexposed at three miles, he's he's unexposed real as a chaser. He's quite young in his chasing career. And I, and the the good thing with Kempton, as we know, the three miles there. If you're out and away and jumping and in a rhythm, then that stands in good stead. So Ansem is my third best bet, one point win, at eleven to two, uh, available with four firms. So you should be able to crack on with that. I think that's a good chance. Okay, we'll come to second best bets, John. I'll come straight back to you. Oh dear God, right.
3: Fastest day at Wolves, the Ganges. Um, I think yeah, again, another another one setting time up. Um. Plenty of promise on the debut. I I, I think this is a rotten race, to be honest. I mean, I I thought this should have been four to six, eight to thirteen. We're looking at about eleven to ten. Yeah, two points win.
0: Two points win. Uh, Second on debut. Trainer Simon Hodgson um, doing okay at the moment. Um, uh, I think the owner is it is it is it Ken Ken Zoe or something Mm. like that. Uh, the, The red with the white spots. I think he's put a few horses with Simon Hodgson um so maybe he'll have a better season this year because obviously he's not really had the ammo and uh yeah ran well on debut so john likes likes that wheat race two points win 11 to 10 available for john that's his second best bet uh quentin gonna come to you for your second best my
2: second best bet comes in the same race as john's um i didn't expect the ganges to take a leap forward from first to second run it was kind of hard pressed and i thought it was taking a chunk out of the market to be honest okay uh I'm going with the boarding train Salura. That's what I'm going to call it. Surely, yeah. I felt she shaped well enough on debut in a, a race that's kind of worked out, given it was a prediction race. Um, the, the second Balluri's is one again. Uh, Sid Zanny's wrapped up a couple of handicap wins and she just shaped like she was green, plenty green enough. She, she went free deep into a bend and just kind of kept plugging away. Um, the angle for me is a step up in trip. Um, her uh, half-brother Dudley's boy um, had one one spin as a two-year-old and then uh, wrapped up two two seven seven-length wins as a three-year-old before being sold to Hong Kong. Um, stamina's going to be her forte. Um, Probert's booked on the card, but he can't do 8-2, so Frasher Morris is on. Um, Bouvalier was backed uh, before the meeting was abandoned last week, and Kiss Kiss looks as if the step back in trip won't suit um i'd still lure nearer at the two to one mark there's only one firm up and they've gone seven or two so i was more than happy with seven or two to be honest Good stuff. So head to head there, Quentin versus John, and Quentin
0: goes with Sayola, seven to two, available with bet three six five. Interesting bet three six five. I mean, fair enough. We know it's overnight prices, but the betting to um, sixty six forty eight one hundred and twenty four percent the first four runners. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, it's like the old days of love bet. But yeah, the bet three six five there, the masters of the night before. Uh, you might get better that. Who knows? Because obviously, when the market settles down. Uh, Ganges might attract some attention, and Quentin's bet might be bigger. But Quentin's on at seven or two because this is the time we're recording the show. Thank you, Quentin. My second best bet—it's the one that um, that John was over all over last time. Uh, he, he was going to have a bloody good bet on it at, at, in the in the Great Yorkshire Chase. John, the four twenty-five at Newcastle—it's mm. the 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 third um, handicap chase uh uh dbc or dbci whatever you want to want to pronounce it i didn't i was amazed at the ride at Doncaster to be honest i was i was i was like why are you so wide you know the 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 winner was on the rail all the way uh windsor avenue the the rail sent favorable obviously Doncaster's quite tight you lose a lot of ground when you come down Rose Hill round that bend and DBC was wide and I just didn't like the ride at all I thought it was awful um, and I just think um, DBC today with this big drop in class it's a huge drop in class who can forget the run at Sandown uh, when it was second um, um, to a horse basically that's now rated at 143 I think um, I just think any, as long as DBC's not dead 11-4 um, to 4 is quite big um, because this is not a good race, so two points for me in the four twenty-five at eleven to four bet three six five. Neville, coming to you for your second best,
1: please. Well, my second best is the horse that I've just, I've got to put up. His price is not my normal price. It's going to be around the five to four, six to four mark in a handicap, but I just cannot let him run without having something on him. Soft risk in the three fifty at Newcastle is a horse that had he been trained by a Henderson, a Nichols, or a Skelton, he would already be mentioned as a a possible for the supreme novice's hurdle. He runs in his first handicap for Nicky Richards off a mark of 123 after three victories in novice's hurdles. He carried a, uh, a huge penalty last time and barely came off the bridle. Now, Nicky Richards is not a man to talk horses up, but he's also been talking about this horse's perhaps going for the Scottish champion hurdle, which is a big ask for a novice later in the season. But he runs in this. This is actually a 0 150 handicap, with the top weight being at 126, which is quite bizarre. Does that tell you that there's just a lack of horses to go round? But the prize is pretty poor as well, 10 grand for for a 0 150 handicap. But this horse he could be anything the handicapper cannot give him any more weight than what he's given him because it is he would be just giving him an unfair mark so 123 i think represents what he's shown already but he's one with so much in hand and i think he'll i i don't think he'll, it'll be asked too many questions to win tomorrow it looks a class act and Uh, Nicky Richards who isn't very bullish about his horses very often he normally talks them down he's been making some great noises about this one I think soft risk will win I hope he'll be six to four but I could see him start start odds on wouldn't surprise me. Plenty
0: of confidence there from Nev for those of you like to puff your chest out in the local betting shop Saturday afternoon you know is, is, is this the one for you where you can tell everybody that that this is the one that I followed in and, and had a good lump on this for an easy, easy win. I love Nev's confidence here. 11-08 available with William Hill. Soft risk. I, I, I'm, I, everyone's wanting to press the back button now after listening to Nev. There, two points win. Good stuff, Nev. Soft yeah. risk in the 350 at Newcastle. I'll go. I'll just zip back to Quentin then uh, for, for your best bet, Quentin, uh, of the weekend. The very best one.
2: My best bet of the weekend comes in another race John's mentioned. Um, it was in his notebook course race, the 4.20 at Lingfield. I mentioned on your weather musings column that uh, I liked the race that Luddus raced in on debut. Uh, it was a decent figure, some sectional upgrades in there, and it just looked a race that would work out well. Um, Hannon's had one coming out of the race and uh, win since. The form's been let down towards the back of the field, but but there's reasons for that um the, the horse itself was slightly slowly away he had to be chivied into the bridle to pick up pick things up down the back um but he came home well enough he was, he was green and got outpaced slightly at the top of the stretch um given the yard harry and roger charlton he was carrying condition and they improved with racing he looks a, he doesn't look a bad type at all um like john said it's a weak race so you've got barigi who um one a week uh, novice at Suville um Cedar sunset was poorly positioned at Kempton, but that, that forms nothing to write home about king of the t- king of time uh, the Appleby horse has been putting odds on he looks short with Winston up. I know everyone else is elsewhere, but they, I feel if they liked him, they would have sat and waited for for, for Doyle or something yeah but i'm expecting a fair sized step forward here um and uh, hoping he's seven two in the morning i'm gonna have a, a proper good uh, proper good swing at this um he's, he's got a nice pedigree to boot and uh, yeah I, I think he'll take the world of whacking in this
0: okay so ludus uh for harry and roger charlton obviously now it's the, it's the dual trainer licenses um ridden by trevor Wheelan, uh,
2: seven to two available quentin for your for your best bet are you're you happy with that no, I'm more than happy with seven two. If that's there in the morning, it will it will take some hammer. Bingo! Oh, bingo! bongo. That's it. Quentin's best bet: three points. Luddus in the four twenty at Lingfield. So get
0: stuck in there, folks. Um, but not before Quentin's had his share. Come on, let, let's let's play cricket properly. John, your 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 best bet, please, of 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 Saturday.
3: Well, I found the jump tracing so attractive. I'm off to Riyadh. <laughs>
0: Uh, The the international scene for John, Riyadh.
3: That's it, you know, the the world of the jet setters and uh, the held captive princesses and all the rest of it. Right right up my alley, that sort of place. Fair enough. Um, And it's in the 5.35 at Riyadh, the big race, and I'm going with real world.
0: Ah, of course. I'd even forgot it's Saudi Cup day. Yeah, I know, yeah. What are you?
3: Real world for me will be juiced up to buggery for this. Um, lovely comeback run. O's class? Loves rattling fast round, which some of his rivals might not appreciate. I'm tending to think champion stakes winner. and I don't know about Mischief on proper rattling fast either. He's got a fair few miles on the clock and just damn out. I'm not, I'm not convinced. Um, I think I. This one could be like Eclipse, Judd pass this year. And uh, I think he's very good value here with an each way wanky 1.5. <laughs> are, jo-
0: are you joining the each way wanky club with this? I one?
3: am, I'm afraid, yeah.
0: Well, I'll tell you what, I'll I'll, I'll be nice to you. Uh, Paddy Power Betfair, who you can get loads on with usually, um, <laughs> are 12 to 1. Uh, each way a pleasure. So you taking that four places, one fifth. The odds four places. I'm absolutely snap their hands off. Yeah, well there you go. Real world, twelve to one for the bit of the Saudi World Cup there. The Saudi Cup, five thirty-five, um, which will obviously be live on the uh, on the racing channels uh, for listeners there. Thank you, John. Uh, my best bet uh, before we go to Neville um, for his best um, goes in the. Um, 130 at Lingfield which is the uh, listed sprint there and I cannot believe the prices really um, I think it's the fascination with a lot of punters uh, regarding ratings and people think well you know, this horse is rated quite low. I think it matters a lot less in sprint races. In fact, I've had debates over time with several professional punters of how much weight matters in sprints in comparison to, say, obviously, three-mile handicap hurdles. Well, sprints, I think, obviously has the least effect. Some people even say up to £7 for a length, things like that in sprints, because in five furlong races. And... The reason why I'm saying this is strong power is my three point win bet uh, at nine to one generally available ten to one if you can get on with Labbrooks but I'm gonna I'm gonna take the nines and be a gentleman. Um, now, strong power has been incredibly impressive he, in, in everything he's done so far. He's physically a, a, a grand horse. Physically, I've no problem about him uh, achieving this level. He's already beaten Turn the Baron, um, albeit in the receipt of nineteen pounds beat him by I think a length and a half. Um so in effect he can't beat Tone the Baron on that. But I'm I'm not so sure that this reflects his superiority in what he's doing. He's in command, you know, you know he's gonna win from a long way long way out. That's the thing with this horse. And I think if you look at a horse like Rohan, you know, before anyone dismisses it and says well it's rare a 87, how can it win? Rohan got beat off 95 uh, in a class two handicap at Newmarket and then won a group three and a group two and end up winning the, uh, the group one sprint. uh haydock So before anyone says, you know, this is, this is pie in the sky betting. Um, no strong powers, a very good horse. And I, I genuinely think that um, he's up to this level now and connections, I think clearly feel that way because they, they could have, they could have turned up for a penalty kick at Newcastle on Wednesday. I think they were sort of 10 to 11, even money. And they uh, they withdrew the horse on Wednesday, I think, at Newcastle. And they thought, well, we may as well have, have a tilt at this. And I agree with them. I, I think I think nine I think the price compensates the is this horse good enough uh, uh, angle. Nine to one is enormous. It's already beat Turn the Bruin, yes, worse off in the weights, but it's already done it uncomfortably at that. So and that and that's obviously a three to one chance. So people like weights and measures and I think there's, a, there's an argument in sprints that it matters a lot less. So 9 to 1 Strong Power for me is my best bet. Neville,
1: over to you. Last but not least. Wow. Um I actually looked at that Linkfield race and I thought well how on earth can Strong Power possibly win but you made a very <laughs> good case for it. Um my my nap, my best bet is is one of Paul Nichols and I'm not sure whether is his horses is back yet. He's had a couple of winners in the past fortnight but that's all but um i' am I've, I've chosen Pick as my as my nap for the weekend i i think he's a class act and we've yet to see the best of him i think he he got in a mix with that good horse of Venetia williams as in the the grade one race last time long presse and he's i i just don't think the Nichols horses were right at that particular time. So I'm going to draw a line under that run. But prior to that, he'd looked absolutely superb. I thought he'd jumped brilliantly at Ascot when he beat uh, Fevoir, who's a, a good yardstick. You know, Fevoir might not it might not be grade one, but he's he's taken on top class horses and uh, Pick Doherty easily beat him. He would have won at Newbury previous to that had he not fallen at the fourth last. And his jumping that day, apart from the fall, was just electric. He's, I I think he's better class than these. I tried very hard to make a case for Manila drama, but I think Brian Hughes may have stolen a march on his rivals at Haydock where he went wide. Everything else stuck to the inside. Manila drama is clearly improving and might well play a role, but, Um, even on that Haydock win last time the handicapper suggests that he's still got half a stone to find with Pick Dorey, Gorlil isn't good enough Miller's Bank's got some serious jumping issues, I thought he jumped awful last time and the time before Uh, and Fantastic Lady won a Mare's Novice Limited Handicap chase last time, although she gets £12 again she comes up short on ratings assuming the Nichols horses are right and I've yet to be totally convinced they are but I'm gonna stick with him. I, I cannot believe he would run a horse like this. Uh, a genuine grade two, maybe even a grade one horse, if he felt he wasn't hundred percent. So I'm gonna go for Pick Doy, 225 Kempton, my my nap of the weekend. Yeah, uh, we'll
0: come on to this race when we do the TV races in more detail, but that was my nap to 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 win last time because of, of Long Press has jumping to the left and and he run below the form. Neville, I think you, you might be on onto something there. Even if Paul Nichols are just still that bit below par, he, he does look a bit different class class in terms of that field. So that's that's a really good shout. I think on that, uh, I was confident last time, but like I said, the Nichols form just just put me off. But we'll come on to that on the TV previews, and we will start right away looking at the ITV eight. I think we've got tomorrow. First race is the Betway heaver Sprint Stakes, where I'll sit this one out, and all and all three of you, if you like, can can make fun of my best bet.
1: <laughs> well, I thought you made an excellent case for strong power, and and I I agree with you that in terms of of sprinters and, and handicapped weights and measures, uh, I personally always used to do when I used to do some two-year-old ratings at four pounds for five furlongs. Um, three pounds for six furlongs and two for seven and above but I don't think it makes it as much a difference if if you look at at sprinters they the difference between a group three sprinter and a listed sprinter is very little in fact there's probably not a massive amount of difference between a listed sprinter and a great group two sprinter yeah so they can make the jump and a sprinter in form you know, it, it is worth its weight in gold. I can see why you've gone for strong power. I couldn't back him. I think he's got too much to find. Yeah. Uh, if it was twenty-five to one, maybe I could. But I just think that he, he might. He's going up in grade, and grade is everything. If you're running out of your class, you just can't go that pace uh, 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 in your comfort zone. And so I'm going to pass him over. I, ha- I have no real um idea about who would win it uh i don't think t- anthony Britton's horse will win it because he's never run around lingfield and i think he's he's better at the the Subbles, stroke um uh newcastles but i've no i've no great opinion of the race it wouldn't surprise me if strong power won it because i do i don't think there's a massive diff- gulf between the, the good sprinters and the top handicappers but uh, i think it's a tricky very tricky race
0: yeah, that's that
1: summed up. Quentin, John, anything to add
0: on this? I quite,
2: on it, <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm, I'm with you with strong power. He's already, already like, uh, never mentioned grade there. He's already done it in a Class 2 handicap, and high-end handicappers and listed horses. This isn't, it's not a deep-listed race, is it? No. Like, ex- exalted aim. The, the concern for me would be the pace the race. It's not stacks signed on, to be honest. Um... Exalted Angel was a tad unlucky but I, I can see them coming for Strong Power like they smashed him off the boards when he when he was out the weights. Um what was he 6 to 1 into 11 or 4 or something.
1: Yeah.
2: They know they've got a, a a good horse there. He is a good horse. Um Yeah. He's a track holder at Lingfield. Well, yeah, well broke broke track record. Yeah, yeah,
0: he's yeah 56 and uh 56 and uh 3 three fifth seconds, yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. I mean, how much how much can you rely on that? I I don't I don't know. I'm I'm not a great believer in in track records because you you can get horses rated 65 that hold track records at courses where, you know. It's, so I, I don't know, but I I can, I can see where you're coming from, Leon. It, it could be yeah. interesting at at 10 or 12 to one, but um, it is a pretty bad listed race, isn't it? Really.
0: It is, and and, and 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 like looking at the others, Mondomage, I felt was uh, kept very busy for a long time now, and I thought it was he was just running a little bit just off off par, and so. so
3: if so to him either with
0: it, no, you know Lord Riddiford won it last year. I respect him. I think I think he he's got good claims. Um, Exalted Angel it's okay, but that, 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 that it, it's decent, but that's it. And I I just feel that strong power is bringing something else to the table that the others maybe just might be just lacking at the moment. I've gone on price and I, I would, have, there's no way if I were pricing that up, I would have him tens on what, what he's done. I mean, you don't see many horses going off um, uh, in sprint handicaps at Lingfield going off at three to 10. Um, You know, like <laughs> last time out. I mean, I mean, I mean, like you say, like Quentin says, they hammered him the time before, fourteen pounds out the out the out the handicap. Um, so they knew exactly what they've got. It's one of them. It's it's whether you believe weights and measures. So it's an interesting affair. But uh, but like you say, to, I love different opinions because that that's what makes the game. So we'll see what happens there. So we'll go on to the Winter Derby. Lord North uh, back from injury. Uh, is eleven to ten favourite. Obviously, I, I'm not privy to information uh, of any sort from the Gosden yard. Really, so I can't really say. I loved uh, um, Quentin's assessment of Al- Alenka. I think that's the wheat link in here. Also, that was that was that's what got me looking at the race. But obviously, if Lord North a little bit, you know, below par. I don't know. It could be a stone below par. That's what we're all guessing at. Uh, what do we think here, chaps? Neville
1: um well they were going to target one of these uh multi-million pound races with lord north weren't they they've decided to to come here instead and i can i can see why it's first run in nearly a year that they they want to go for a, a lesser race you take it on trust that he's within 10 pounds of his best form but he'd only have to be within 10 pounds of his best form to prevail or yes. or very nearly prevail uh, it's difficult, and unless you unless you do you, you privy to the information. I mean, it's, it's a gelding, isn't it? its Is he gelding? I think he is. Um, so, so there's. They may have whisked him off to stud had he not, if, you know, if he was if he was still an entire. But I don't know. Who know? Who knows? Only only John and Thady Gosden will will know truly whether he can run to his official rating of 120 plus. It's it's alan kerr i agree he's um he's bred to want softer ground and probably further than a mile and a quarter and most of these races at linkfield you know they they don't go as quick as they do on turf so he he might be one of those horses that's running on at the end but you underestimate william haggis at your, your peril really i don't know i i couldn't possibly put anything up but if Lord North is within seven pounds of his best I think he'll he'll hack up and this is a race that Gosden has done well it traditionally has done well in the past hasn't he
0: yes indeed um and, and I agree with your sentiments if Lord North runs within probably 10 pounds of his very best then uh, I don't think we'll see Lord North beaten John do you concur with that
3: well I think Lord North will probably win but I would I would add the the little rider At the end of the statement Just that if you spend your life Back in at prices like that <laughs> you, won't, you, you, won't, you won't just spend your declining years Eating squirrels You'll be eating squirrel shit <laughs>
0: <laughs> Yeah, fair, fair comment from John Good old Rab
3: yeah, I-, I couldn't do it, you know what I mean I'd I make mean, such a kick up the ass If it's not made go to a Gympie Rad
0: <laughs> um, uh. That's it. So listeners have got a decision. Will we see a gimpy ride from Rab tomorrow? And then Twitter goes on full moan mode um, and abuse mode uh, after Lord North of the 205
3: She's not riding for Peter Hubs because they get blocked, wouldn't
0: it? Absolutely. And obviously Quentin's like, Quentin's very happy with his uh, angle on King of the South um, for the for the for the three place. Pinch bet at seven to two, as has been highlighted earlier. So, okay, we'll move on uh, to the only race of the day that requires, um, a, well, basically you, you can you can make you can probably during this race you can make a cup of tea, pate on toast, or, or if you prefer, like me, bit of gin um, during this, and you can do it during the race and still get back and probably playing running for the last um, uh, six or seven fences. It's the Ida. Uh. <laughs> The one we all look forward to every year. But, but to be fair, Newcastle this year, I, I noticed that the last few meetings, it's been riding relatively quick. Uh, you know, they seem to get rain, but it seems to drain well, because good to soft tomorrow for the Ida. History yeah. of Fashion is the market leader at six to one for the Pat Fahey Yard. Richard Condon taking seven off. He's, he's a good rider, this, this, this lad. The thing is history of fashion if you watch this horse jump when it won he absolutely pissed up at at down royal but he edged to the right it, it took the third last literally all the fence with him um and still won now it depends what you want to do it edges to the right you know it's not the most accomplished jumper and it's favorite for an Ida, but he might just be, be very very well in i want to know what uh, everyone's thoughts are here so neville i'm coming to you for thoughts on the Ida.
1: Well, you are right, it's a a very shrewd yard, and uh, the seven pounds will come in very handy. In fact, just looking at the race, I think half the the field are are using claimers to reduce the weight. Um, It's difficult to to put the Irish form when there's no collateral form lines to to bring them together. So there's a certain amount of guesswork, and history of fashion comes here on the back of um, an easy win, but... It was only at one of the smaller Irish tracks and this probably represents a step up in grade and he's also been re-handicapped. He's rated 128 tomorrow. Uh, I would probably, well, I am going to look elsewhere because I couldn't be confident about how good or or bad the form of, of history of fashion is. There's question marks against several of these, particularly with the ground drying up. But Emma Levelle turns out a Claire surf again who Won in, very impressively in the Grade 3 Classic at Warwick in the middle of last month. Re-handicapped £10 higher. Uh, could be uh, still ahead of the handicapper, but 11 stone, 11 over four miles and a furlong is is going to be pretty difficult. Although it'll be easier to carry on, good to soft. Uh, Achilles won't like the ground, needs it softer. The one I came up with was Christian Williams's Win My Wings, who's uh, returned to his best. He won at Exeter last time. Uh, the, the horse that he beat, run to Milan, has come out and won since. The horse that finished fourth, Edith Elton, has come out and won. So the form has been franked. If you look back to his form from three years ago, he's returned pretty much to his to what he was doing then. Uh, after having been slightly in the wilderness, he oh, sorry, it's a sheep, but she she won a, a a mare's chase at Cheltenham a year ago and. Uh, she'd be my tentative selection from a yard doing really well i'd rather have seen jack tudor on but he's elsewhere but ryan money is not a bad substitute is he and at double figure prices i think with my wings in a very very open race i can see them going 11 to 2 6 to on the field here Yep. Yeah. i
0: mean i mean six mayors have tried to win this since 1997 that's all the best one though was posh bird she finished second in two thousand and twelve at nine to one. She went, she went um, eleven to two on in running Neville. Which
1: really? was, how on earth do you remember all this?
0: <laughs> a bit of uh, old data, data, data. I, I'm, I'm, I'm embroiled in data. I I'm probably too much involved in data. But she's, yeah,
1: she, she's a, a the dam of a good horse, a posh bird, isn't she? I can't remember I'm trying to think who she's the dam of.
0: Not sure. Um, but, yeah, she she did stay well, and 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 poor Posh Bird backers for the first mayor to win. So Nev is thinking maybe um, Christian Williams win my wings, which happened to beat the uh, the run to Milan, the uh, the Exeter course specialist last time. Run to Milan very tough to beat at Exeter, mm. but win my wings mowed this down. So who knows? Could be the first mayor since 90 well i've got the records before 97 but since 97 to win an ida uh, for nev uh john quentin any thoughts on on the ida
3: it's lovely it's amara
2: so quentin I'm. I went backwards and forwards and backwards and forwards and uh, my my opinions were were better spent elsewhere. To be honest, so n- nothing from me. Sadly. Nothing
0: from you. Um, well, Danilo Dairy, uh the Robert Beavis yard, they'll they'll be they'll they'll be really hopeful because honestly, if you want to watch a horse jump, Danilo Daree is the best jumper in this race by a country mile. I, I don't think I've seen a chaser. This, obviously, I know he's got his level. He's nine-year-old. He's rated 120. But I, what an absolute tremendous jumper of offence this horse is. And and for in running backers, I believe, if they go forward, which that's what they'd be doing in the races, I think you're going to have some fun with the 17-2 to two because this horse jumps for absolute fun. Um Eclair Surf, the Warwick race, obviously, you know, it's strong form, but it's up a lot in the weights. Um, I thought Domaine de Lille was interesting. Uh, I was quite weird why they put Jack Wildman on claiming seven, but it's as if they prepped it for some uh, uh, spring nationals because uh, it was fourth to Snow Leopard S uh, on the Grand National course. It, you know, it ran over hurdles last time, which is obviously to probably get it fitter, protect the mark, protect the chase mark, make sure they don't go up. So maybe they've got their eye on some spring nationals, yeah. but is it is, is it the Ida as well? Domain de Lille? unexposed over staying trips. Check it out. It's lazier than me and Quentin with a jumper's bumper card. Um, you've, you've never you've never seen a horse as lazy as this. Um, absolutely just does, doesn't do a tap um so check it out might be one of those for for lazy punters you know that likes a lazy horse in running so been an interesting race to boot so anyway we shall move on from the ida which uh, will bore a lot of folk and we'll come to the, the <laughs> we'll come to the five race tv card the 115 uh kempton the, the 115 kicks us off and uh de karjak becoming well handicapped now for alan king his joint favourite with the uh, Popeye-trained Patroclus at four to one. Start me off, someone.
3: I think uh, and the Care a bit of a good thing, eh? To be honest.
0: You like it, John?
3: Yeah, they yes. Yeah, yards in Rattling Farm now. Tracking trip perfect. Nothing not to like.
0: Well, it's it, it's dropped in class. Um, certainly, you know this would be a lot easier than taking on what he's been taking on. Um, not so sure I was enamoured by by him last time. It was after the Lord Mayor's show for me, but maybe that was engineered. Maybe this was engineered to get the mark down, and you know, and that's that's the game of of National Hunt.
1: Uh, Nev, thoughts? Well, there's no doubting that the, he is the pick of the weights. Is Alan King's horse? He's come down a ton, but he's come down a ton for a reason. Yeah. Uh, Phlegmatic has got a, a, quite a hefty burden. To shoulder 11 stone 12 but he he won very well last time that was a not 240 so in theory he's down in grade uh, but he, he has got pl- plenty of weight to carry i can see him being classy enough to to give the weight i think there's question marks against one or two of them i'm, I'm not sure one true king is the safest of conveyances and he's, he's still in his novice season. There's absolutely nothing between like a and Foxborough on their last running, two pounds for a length and a, and a half brings them almost together. Um, but Plegmatic's got to give, although he's got, although he's got 11 stone 12, he's only got to give 12 pounds. It's a bit like a limited handicap, this he's only got to give 12 pounds to the bottom weight. Yeah. I'm going to stick with him. Top yeah, he did did win well last time. Uh, Quentin,
0: did you get a chance to look at this?
2: Yes, yes, I was. I was with John. I thought. Uh, I thought the jolly was rock solid. He's shortened up a little bit throughout the day, but what is he now? Seven to two four. Yeah, um, four to one, I think. He went. He, he flew through the the race post Gold Cup at Cheltenham. Um, but he's won for flat tracks and good ground. Soft ground was a reason for last time out. Um, back on decent ground here. Times look fine today. Like he's won round hunting and flat ground. Uh, flat ground. Flat track. Good ground. That that's his bag. Um, and. <laughs> Enough pace to bring him into the race. He's, I, I think he's going off a lot shorter. To be honest, um, I, they're a bit shorter. It doesn't look, doesn't look that much depth to it for Saturday. I think
0: I think they're going off the right mark. I, I think it was unfortunate that I think he beat a below form uh, pimp um, at Huntingdon in a novice's chase, and I think I think that sort of left him on a, on quite a high perch for a while, and I think. The, the mark of one two nine very attractive, like you and John say. Um But Neville likes phlegmatic. In that we move on to a very interesting coral adonis juvenile hurdle. Night salute uh, the conqueror of the very useful porticello at Doncaster heads the market at two to one. Neville, I'll start with you again. Uh, any any views on this?
1: Well, the the two that are going to have the, have the, the best form. If- Unusual in as much as they were early juvenile novice hurdlers, weren't they? They started their seasons very early, and yet they're still almost dominating uh, the best of the, the British horses in in the younger division. I've, I've got my doubts. I know Milton Harris is raving about Night Salute, and he was. I read an article on the Racing Post yesterday about how well this horse was working, but. He has got the penalty to give to the um, all-bar impulsive one. And I've just got a feeling that Paul Nichols, if it, if his horses are running well, this pleasant man could be, could be out of the ordinary. And he wouldn't have to be an absolute champion to win this, because I think impulsive one's form is... Well, it's 130, according to the handicapper, and Knight looks 137. So Pleasant Man's going to have to run around 130 mark first time. But he was a class act on the flat. He was improving for Roger Charlton at the back end and 96 or something like that, I think his final rating was. He's by Galileo. He stays well. He went over a mile six on the flat. And Paul Nichols won this race, I think, a couple of years ago with a, a horse who didn't actually go on, a horse called Solo who they were raving about at the time. And he might just be the one to to upset the, the early season novices because, you know, Impulsive 1 is nothing special. You know, it, it, the race he won at Mustelborough might have been a the Scottish triumph hurdle, whatever it was, but yeah. it wasn't a great race. And Night nice salute, although he took the scalp of Gary Moore's horse, who has since gone on to win two grade one races, uh, I do think he's probably flattered by that because I think Porticello is quite um he 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 needs the ground pretty much unraceable to be seen at his best and the ground at doncaster seldom is and i think it would just he would just outspeeded by night salute so i'm going to take a chance on pleasant man of course we we've, we've got the nickels factor whether is they are running that that well but he he could be he could be a smart recruit he could be that's it,
0: it's a good shout Ari, what you said about uh, probably flattered to beat Porticello because um, the sectionals that day came back extremely slow. In other words, Jamie Moore got completely wrong on a on a horse that stays very, very well and basically got done for a little, little bit of toe. And 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 so any any punters that's reading that form as as concrete, I think you're on the wrong path. So I think Neville makes a very good point there uh, regarding Knight Salute and, and that's why he sided with Pleasant Man. Myself um I'm I, I would be with the Gary Moore train Teddy Blue here um at double figures. Um this was a I was really I watched the race at St. Clou, um the race he won in, in France uh for his former trainer, and and I, I really was impressed with the horse. He's a bit keen, uh, but I really did like him. So I had a good bet last time at Lingfield on him because I had good vibes from the yard, I had a good message saying he's done everything right, school fantastic. Um, but he, he absolutely he he, he pulled like, like 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 you've never known. He he pulled, he was still pulling, turning for home, and I, I've not seen horse pull like that for a while in heavy ground at Lingfield, and still quicken to the front and then just get buried and just stop to a walk. Now, if obviously you're relying on him doing things a little bit more right this time, not not pulling so hard, nice pace to run at, settled, better ground. Ten to one could be very big for Teddy Blue. Um and he's a horse that will get better and better. And I know the yard like him a lot. So I think that's that's an interesting contender for me. John Quentin, anything here? I think
3: pleasant man as a tape for
0: John. Yeah, yeah, he, he, yeah. He, he he was good good on the I, I do like him. I do like Nev's choice. Quentin?
2: Uh, I was with, I was with Nev, to be honest. Like you, 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 have seen Nichols introduce, who's he, who's he won this with? Zubair, Irish Saints, uh, yeah. Zarkandri, this with, uh, 95 on the level. Um, the, the favorite looks, he looks pretty much early season jumping form, doesn't he? I, there's not much scope there. Pleasant man. It was a horse I felt needed heavy ground or soft, heavy ground on the level. Um, but he proved that all wrong at Yarmouth at the end of the season. Um, I think they've held it back for this for a reason. I I can see him upsetting well not upsetting, well beating the favourite and, and throwing himself into a triumph mix, to be honest. He holds an entry for that. So um yeah, it would will definitely be a pleasant man for me. I think the I think Knight Salute's gonna be the one to one to drift out here. I can see him going off three to one plus.
0: Yeah, yeah. So the bastards and well, well, yes, all four bastards agree that night salutes the one to be against. So that's for you. That's for you. Exchange layers to puff your chest out tomorrow, and don't come crying to us though when it wins. But nevertheless, <laughs> uh, <laughs> we're 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 all against night salute with 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 three of bastards. Uh, uh, stating pleasant man, so so th- th- we might get the Adonis right for once. Um, so yeah, so so that's a, that's a good good choice, chaps like that one. Uh, two twenty-five Neville, obviously his big bet, and, and I I think I, I agree with Neville here, right? So Neville is getting getting sort of like nine to four, two to one for his bet for his for his big bet in the Pendle. Now, what price would Pete Doherty be if? Nichols was just in that little bit better form you're not seeing anywhere near two to one uh, definitely yeah absolutely you know you you're not, you're not seeing anywhere near it because like Neville says you know fantastic lady mm. old, but she she's a nice jumper I like her over fences she, she attacks the fences nice um you know I, I re- I really i really I really like her, but like Neville says there's limitations um gets the twelve pounds but to a degree you know this is the thing, you know. Class-wise, she'd be nowhere near um, in Paul Nichols loss in terms of class. Um, so yeah, I'm I'm I, I, I'm I'm probably going to side with Nev's better. I think in Pete Dory. John.
3: I just uh, get your bollocks on Nev's selection and don't come crying <laughs> to
0: me if it's <laughs> Yeah. yeah don't come crying to it that's it you know it's, it's a bit a, it's a big boys and girls game this and we have to take responsibility for our actions so we go on to the, the fun yeah that's it that's when the fun stops stop and uh, <laughs> many of our listeners have stopped uh, three, <laughs> <laughs> three o'clock Kempton the dove cut um, you know, a race that I like I like backing the winner of this. I don't know why. I just I've I've had a good record in this, but but for some reason this year, um oh that was it. Last year I had a massive bet on Emmett Mullins as Cape Gentleman. Uh, Catherine Fry did the show for this last year, and she was confident, I was confident, and it was and we couldn't understand the drift. I think we were worried about the drift, and it's still absolutely pissed up. Um, but sadly. This year, I think it's a nice little race. Um, I do like Alcon Risk. I think it's a, it's a really nice, nice horse. Chris Gordon's got really, really, you know, absolute solid individual. They've got the right favourite, obviously Gary Moore's Neville.
1: Thoughts? Um, well, I'm sounding like a broken record here, but Paul Nichols has got one that, <laughs> that ran badly when his horses were running badly.
0: Yeah,
3: uh, yeah,
1: fourth. Uh, Ico finished fourth to P- Piper at Cheltenham in the in one of those trials for the Triumph hurdle. But prior to that, he'd been unbelievably impressive on his debut, and he he was coming here on the back of just one run uh, in France. So he's got any amount of, of scope. I think the market will be made for him because. For some reason, everybody seems to be raving. Gary Moore has been talking up. Shall we have one more? Who did win easily last time? But he was entitled to do. He didn't. He didn't improve his figures. I don't think he beat a pretty ordinary field at Sandown. Um, he he was put in his place at the time before in a in a race. Admittedly, it was a, a Grade One. But you know, it's is he is he that far ahead of the others to be even money or five to four? I'd, I certainly wouldn't back. Shall we have one more? I think he's he's on on what the trainer has been hyping rather than his actual form, and you know maybe ICO might be an alternative, but I'm not very I'm not overly strong
0: on the race. No. it is a little bit tricky. Quent, Quentin, John, thoughts?
2: wanted, uh, truth be told I, I feel everything Nev said I've got written down here so it's kind of like Countdown you've got to show work work. Um <laughs> You've gone to him first um, shall, shall we have one he, more? He get, one? did he get Countdown in Canada? <laughs> I don't go watch enough TV to find out so so I, yes.
3: Quentin sends from the box set and binge watches
2: um, Sorry, sh- That's all right. Um, shall we have one more? Was one of them horses but it's just style over substance. For me, I, I like him to have done it on the clock and he's he's won, what, 20 odd wickets and the, the figure was poor. Like, obviously, he could have put up a higher figure, but I didn't like it at all. Um, ICO was the one for me, as Neb said. Nichols is when he ran at Cheltenham, uh, they'll run dead. And half came back to life, but the the figure he put up here at Kept when winning over course and distance was it was a was a monster figure. Um, if he can return to that sort of form, he'll will take some beating. Um, the Moorhorse is the right favourite. He's starting to slide. What is he? Thirteen to eight on the machine, but I'd have Ico second in at seven or two hundred to thirty. Yeah, uh, I'll, I'll probably still play ICO in the morning there's a a, a a bit of juice at 9 to 2
0: Good stuff, so positive comments from Neville and from Quentin regarding ICO, John? How
3: oh, old's
0: Gary Moore? I don't know, I got a question on Stewart's Twitter um,
3: I've Was Gary
0: Moore involved with the craze? <laughs> <laughs> That's what I was about
3: I, yes. I couldn't
0: remember
3: I was thinking, did I imagine that?
0: <laughs> oh, no, no.
1: I, yeah,
3: um...
0: I, I don't think so, because someone replied and someone got, someone said Gary Moore would have to be 80 to be involved with the craze. Well,
3: how is his
0: eldest? It'll be uh, Jamie, won't it? Jamie's the eldest.
1: Early 30s, maybe? Yeah, Dunno.
0: I don't well, know. Like I can, I can
1: remember Gary Moore riding, can't you? Yeah, I
0: can, yeah.
1: I would say mid-60s, something like that. Yeah, he's not 80, is he? No. Yeah,
3: yeah. So if he was involved with the craze, he was going to the shop for the fags <laughs> <laughs> and the bonbons. That, that's a bit of a loose connection, that isn't it? Uh, 20,
0: uh, twenty job player special and a and a packet of bonbons. Yeah, and um, I'm not paying. <laughs> yeah, it's, we what? get some. We get some joining on Twitter on the just Twitter is quite fun. You, you get some really funny questions. Um, Back it up to Uncle Ron. Yeah. um, Anyway, John, have you got any view on this? I I agree with Neville again. Oh, that old chestnut. uh, Yeah, and
3: I'm not even showing me working. I'm just rocking along with (laughs) (laughs) Neville.
0: Right, we go to the Coral Trophy, the uh, finale uh, of the ITV8 uh, that day. And uh, Ansem heads the field. Uh, uh, in terms of betting for Evan Williams, and Adam Wedge. Um, I've gone with him as my uh, one-point uh, uh, bet. So I'll leave it to you, chaps, to uh, dissect this one. We've got an old mate in this, haven't we? Go on. Zanza. Oh. <laughs> oh. I'm, I'm, I mean, I've I followed him over a cliff this year. and
3: he... do, do we give this one more chance up in trip and... A bit easier pace, a bit
0: easier on his jumping. I'm sure it was Neville that said, um, I'm, I'm sure it was on this show, he said that Zanzas like become really lazy. Uh, if it wasn't Neville, it was someone else. It could have been Andy Rich. I don't, I don't know. He, he, it he, he, he was somebody that said.
3: This is the last place you want a lazy bastard in all honesty, isn't it?
0: It, it is. Yeah. I, I, I just, I just. I'm, that's, why I, that's why I'm a nerd, because I just think if he is becoming a bit of a thinker and a bit, bit, bit you know a bit lazy then
3: i just think right a lot of sod this thing probably wins tomorrow just to piss uh, away uh,
1: well given the winter i've had yes
3: yeah
1: <laughs> the trip's a big problem though into you, you, you question where i i wasn't certain he would stay two mile five at cheltenham but he no, does no. i think he does get the trip because or oh, he was certainly ridden to get the trip three miles I don't know. I've, I've, I've actually given up on him now. I'm disappointed with him. I think I agree. He, his jumping isn't isn't up to standard, really. But maybe three miles, that slightly slower pace might help him out. But that's,
0: you know as well, Nev, he's going to be dropped out. And do you really want to back a horse that's going to be probably not to, not I not know. around here? No. So
1: it's, this is a well, this is a difficult handicap. And is is this the race that used to be the Racing Post?
0: Yes, yeah, it's the yeah. racing post trophy, yeah. Yeah, I mean,
1: this, haven't I mean, if you look back, was it, did Bonanza Boy win this? Ryman Reason horses like that. I think. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Desi won it, didn't he? Desert Orchid won this. Yeah, awesome. Yeah, uh, or in fact, didn't Philip Hobbs win it one year with Gunter McBride? I think he did. Yeah, yeah, but um, I, wouldn't like Nick,
0: you, I wouldn't like to. I wouldn't like to any of you chaps' money because you've memories like an elephant.
1: <laughs> it just, it, it's funny. It just comes back to you. It? It, definitely, it definitely was the Racing Post Trophy this one oh, sorry, the Racing Post Handicap Chase. Yeah. Um, Nichols again. Enrillo, I backed him last time. I backed and I, and I backed him the time before in the um, what used for the the, Hen, the Hennessy. Um, yeah. And he he, he, he travelled really well that day, and he he still held every chance when he came down again. You know, um, last time out, I think maybe. Um, for whatever reason, he didn't run his form, but I think he's still a well handicapped horse, and I think he won the the bet three six five with with plenty to spare. Although he got he got thrown out, but if you watch, he was pricking his ears all the way up the running, and he was hanging as well. It was it was hanging over to the this side, and he got thrown out. He, he's only a little bit higher in the weight. I think he's he's worth chanting on better ground, Henry uh, really Low. But you know, I, I, I'm expecting Nichols to go through the card by the looks of it. So anyways, that's. A I fair. do. I do like yeah. you also and Sam. I think uh, that that form was franked Ascot by yeah. um, uh, John Joe Neals horse, and yeah. I think he he's on, he's on an upward curve. But you know, double figure prices and it does appeal to me. It is. It's a good case, like you say. Um, Enrillo has some really really good
0: form. Um, you know when he's actually put it in. Um, you know you look through you look back through like you said Ev in the in the old Whitbread. Um. You know, Emralos Emralos well, yes, like messed around. But like you said, 143 that day in the whipbread, one hundred forty six today, in probably a probably weaker race as well than what the whitbread was that day. So fair place fair 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 place. I think there's the a better ground
1: will shoot
2: him as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool. Uh Quentin, John. Mine was I. I didn't mind the Christian Williams one. I know we spoke about Kitty's Light beforehand. Uh, well, beforehand uh, in January, I believe. Um, mm. I'm not sure three miles will be a strong enough test round here, but it looks looks to be a bit of pace on. Um, dropped in the weights for a couple of a couple of spins on soft ground, um, and the yard they they started the season well, kind of gone dead mid season. Um, he bounced back with a double. Double across the last couple of days, 50 to one horse, ran second. Uh, I think being back on genuine good ground, um, he's, he's ragged a field, um, so what was he thirty three twenty five 25 to one? Um, I can put anyone off that. that. That would be, uh, that would be my one for the race.
0: Good, good job. Yeah. Uh, interesting. Kitty's light. Uh,
2: and Brian Hughes,
0: who normally doesn't ride anything less than about five to one has decided to come down to Kempton to ride. Interesting. Mm. Yeah. I know he's got, to, I think he's got a ride a cane there, uh, but as well, it's just interesting that, that Brian Hughes, that, that we've had a few comments on Brian Hughes recently. And, um, you know that he doesn't get many outside rides, other than for his usual trainers and, and riding up north. But interesting that Christian's gone for him at twenty-eight. So, good stuff, John. Anything?
3: It's a good job the race is three thirty-seven. You wouldn't bet on Brian Yell in Kempton, would you? <laughs>
0: Do you think he got the sat nav out? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I know. Yeah, poor Brian. Getting,
3: getting sick.
0: Yeah, I'm going to say, yeah, north of Watford. I mean, you know, south of Watford, I should say, yeah, absolutely. Right, I th- yeah. Go, on. go on, John. I,
3: I, I just thought Lallor had a bit of a squeak going up in trip. It took him a long time to give it the hiking trip, but I think it was south, 25 to 1 with Bryony
0: up. <laughs> with old Bryony, yeah. yeah. Um. So, yeah, La Layla, Um. Um that was, uh, that was I thought it was pretty sad about the trainer change for that because you know, Kayleigh Willacott, Paul Nichols, and then yeah, I don't know, you just felt sorry for the old trainer, but there we go. Um, it's, a, it's, a, it's a hard game,
3: this, you know. I mean, if you're not mm. cutting the mustard, you're gone, aren't
0: you? Well, the third to midnight shadow, I mean. <laughs> I mean, like you've like you've said now though, the third on the on the first off the trainer change, like Nev's been highlighted about Paul Nichols runners, you know, been running bad. Well, it ran perfectly well on when it was third at Cheltenham. I mean, it just it yeah. just didn't didn't run so well next time. But but again, twenty five to one. Could, could be owners, a sh- owners
1: don't give a shit, do they? Nah, you no, know, the, the worst, the worst one by far. I mean, that was pretty bad, you know, taking taking Lala away, away to Paul Nichols. But, but I think the worst one by a mile was moving, waiting patiently from Ruth Jefferson to Christian Williams. What Ruth did with that horse, I think it was something like eight runs and it was placed in seven grade ones. Yeah, and it's been proven now. What a fantastic job she did with that horse, you know. Yeah. but, but yeah, owners, owners don't give a toss, do they? you know. They don't. They but don't. It's, it's the owners' friends who are the worst that plant the seed in the mind of the owners. They, they've all been.
0: The the was it what, the old Paul Nichols one that the the, the the Oliver what what do you call him Oliver the old the old fella that couldn't train that couldn't train. Oh,
1: Oliver Carter.
0: Oliver Carter couldn't train Ivy to run up a wall decides to put on with Paul Nichols and ended, ended ended up. Like Ottery great.
1: something. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Ben, ben,
3: bread, ben
0: Ottery. yeah, Ben Ottery. <laughs> yeah. En, ended up grading. Hey,
3: hey,
1: hey, hey. I mean for Cadder, he won
0: a whip didn't he? He did, yeah. Did he? Oh dear. With uh,
1: uh, can you remember the name? Otterware. Otterware. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Here come the elephants. <laughs> 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 but in those in those days training was different. Now there's Uh, It's improved so much that these old trainers don't change their ways. I I, I know one particular trainer near where we live and still feeds the same, still still trains the same, uh, won't won't change with the times. And, you you know, everything is so different now. You know, but um, I I, I, I do think that Ruth Jefferson was so badly treated with, with waiting patiently. And she's proved what a good trainer she is. She's got that sounds russian who's one of the best novices in the country and improving rapidly and in fact I, I said to her a few weeks ago i said you're going to win the grand national with sounds russian and i think i think he's, a, he's an exceptional horse up and I, you know I, but i do really rate her as a trainer i think she's very very good she trains just like a father so patient
0: yeah like, like you said uh, obviously malcolm jefferson a legendary trainer up north and i felt sorry like like nev says felt sorry for ruth Uh, with the loss of waiting patiently to Christian Williams, but that's what owners do. You've removed your horses, Lee. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Especially when they took the 20s and it went down to seven or two uh, overnight. That was it. (laughs) Non-runner, remove horses.
3: (laughs) Sometimes you have to move them, don't you? I mean, if you've got one with the kilt, for example, and you like more than half a cup of coffee and you get a bit spoked if the trainer's Counting the fucking biscuits when you go
0: in. <laughs> I mean the kilt's sixty a day though. I mean I mean sixty pounds a day up no. Six, 60 notes For a half, day.
3: Half a cup of coffee
1: when you go
0: to watch
3: yeah.
1: you you John, John Gosden is a day.
0: I, I would imagine I was seventy seventy plus.
1: Hundred and
0: seventeen
3: pound
1: a day. Hundred and a lot, yeah. One. yeah. Look at this. Listeners, this this is why
0: it's an extended show. We've gone past time. But we've just told you that John Gosden and Slim and it's
1: worth it as well, though, of course. I'm not saying I'm not saying it's not worth it.
0: 117 pounds a day, but you might get the old um you know, like uh well, you learn
3: a lot of big words, won't you?
0: Yeah, big words <laughs> and the Saudi Arabian juice. Um <laughs> anyway, that's enough now. Uh, that's that. That's all for the show. Uh, I hope you've enjoyed it. Myself, John, Quentin, and Nev, uh, we've enjoyed it, and we hope we provide you with some lovely insight and winners for this weekend. Have a good one. We're back on Sunday as usual with the sermon. Bye for now.
3: Right, the show's over, boys. Thank you very much.